From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. In an unprecedented move, Columbus authorities released body camera footage just six hours after the incident concerning a black teenage girl being fatally shot by a Columbus police officer who was responding to a report of a stabbing. The 10-minute clip released last night appears to show the 16-year-old, now identified as Micaiah Bryant, push one person to the ground before attempting to stab another, prompting the officer to fire four times at Bryant. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther said releasing the footage as soon as possible was crucial, especially as the shooting occurred just minutes before a former Minneapolis police officer was convicted of murdering George Floyd. We felt transparency and sharing this footage as incomplete as it may be at this time was critically important to make sure we were sharing good, accurate information about what transpired today. With the, public. the family of Micaiah Bryant is responding to that police body cam footage released last night. More from Tracy Townsend. Micaiah Bryant's mother tells us that body camera video doesn't tell the full story. Micaiah was in foster care, she says, but they had hoped to change that. We were talking about coming home and having a good life together. I decorated her room. She said, Mommy, remember I told you to come by the group home and get my clothes? And I said, yes. Yes, baby. She said, did you hang them up because I'm coming home? Makaya's mother says she wants two things, peace and justice. Demonstrators in Columbus gathered in anticipation of the verdict in the Derek Chauvin murder trial yesterday afternoon, but were also confronted with the shooting of Micaiah Bryant just minutes before the former Minneapolis police officer was found guilty. Less than an hour before the guilty verdicts in the Chauvin trial came down, the nation learned of Bryant's death. People took to the streets at the scene of the shooting and downtown last night. There were protests near Columbus Police Headquarters and in the Arena District. Columbus Police did monitor the protesters and kept their distance. There were no reports of violence overnight, just calls for action. Marissa Sines was in downtown Cleveland following the news of Chauvin's conviction, and she files this report. The sights and sounds at downtown's public square was a reflection of many other cities across America. We finally were able to get a victory as it relates to police accountability. I'm so grateful for um, for the verdict. The guilty verdict on all three accounts for Derek Chauvin and the death of George Floyd is what Clevelanders say they wanted, but it almost came as a surprise. As history has taught us, you know, most of these cases end with an acquittal of these police officers. For now, downtown, Mercy signs. Two of Ohio's top officials responded yesterday to Chauvin's conviction. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost tweeted, quote, What Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd is murder. He killed more than a man. He nearly killed the hope of justice, end quote. Governor Mike DeWine released a statement on the trial saying in part, quote, Our system of justice worked. The jury members listened to both sides, weighed the evidence, and came to this verdict. As we go forward as a nation, we must learn from the tragic death of George Floyd, end quote. And an Ohio representative who leads the Congressional Black Caucus was also among Ohio officials who responded. Tracy Townsend has more. Ohio Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, who represents the 3rd District, also spoke after the verdict surrounded by the Congressional Black Caucus, which she leads. She says this is the first step toward reform. We come today as a group, 56 strong. Our message today is this verdict we certainly agree with guilty on all charges. 
But we want our message to be very clear that this is just the first step. I'm Tracy Townsend. A mental health counselor in Cleveland says the emotions associated with the death of George Floyd and the subsequent trial are important for parents to discuss with their kids. Laura Queso has more. We went to family counselor Dr. Yvonne Glass. Dr. Glass says talk to them. We need to talk to them about how there are people that are on both sides of this. But what do you see to have those hard conversations? Do you see that an injustice happened here? How would you approach it? What are your feelings about it and what will you do differently so that hopefully we are not here a year from now repeating the same thing? I'm Laura Casho. Lieutenant Governor John Husted recently met with Asian American community leaders in the wake of his tweet referring to the, quote, Wuhan virus. Karina Nova has reaction from Sam Shim, who was at that meeting. The Asian American and Pacific Islander caucus did say the meeting went well. One of the messages the group wanted to make clear is that we want to make sure that everyone can see us for who we are. We, you know, we're people of color, so we want to be recognized as that. And we want everyone to see us for who we are. And I think he understood the message. There will be a solidarity event called United Against Hate that's going to be on May 16th. An Ohio state representative sponsoring a significant rewrite of the state's election laws says that after months of work, it will be released soon. State Representative Bill Seitz says the bill could reduce early voting days and prohibit ballot drop boxes, but would also add conveniences like online mail-in ballot requests. The Cincinnati Republican said it's not a suppressive overhaul of voting protocols, as has caught attention in Georgia, but a careful effort to incorporate changes sought by both Democrats and Republicans. Democrats assert Seitz is trying to walk back plans to suppress voters' rights after a draft of the bill surfaced publicly. Democrats in the Ohio House have unveiled several legislative gun control priorities, though the measures face an uphill battle in a Republican-dominated legislature where lawmakers have pushed to ease many weapons restrictions. The proposals include universal background checks for gun purchases and a so-called red flag law allowing the temporary removal of guns from individuals deemed a risk to themselves or others. House Minority Leader Amelia Strong Sykes of Akron says the proposals would reduce gun violence and save lives. She said shootings have only increased in Ohio since the August 2019 mass shooting in Dayton that killed nine. Such proposals as are being set forth by Ohio Democrats are already supported by Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. And the Ohio Supreme Court is hearing a case from Canton over the purchase of voting machines that stems from the 2020 presidential election. ONN's Dave James reports. At issue is a dispute between the bipartisan elections board in Stark County and the Republican-dominated county commissioners. The elections board voted in December to move ahead with a $1.5 million purchase of new machines made by Dominion Voting Systems. The board says it reviewed and rejected unfounded allegations that the company's machines alter the results of the presidential election. The county Commissioners delayed the purchase, saying more information was needed. The elections board has sued to force the county to buy the machines. Dave James, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.